The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. On Twitter, the hashtag is fill the bank. <laughs> I love whoever came up with that one. Well done. Um, so again, we've been talking about this for the last half hour, playing some some clips, and certainly Ryan talked about it a lot this morning. Seriously, if you haven't gone back and listened to the first 10 minutes of Ryan's show this morning, do it. If you follow him on Twitter, go back and take a, a listen. He's put a link up there as well. So in case you're wondering what we're talking about, Derek Fildebrand, you know him. He is the MLA for Strathmore Brooks, uh, who is with the um, UCP, also serves as finance critic for the uh, official opposition. He's the former Alberta director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, which, by the way, in case you're wondering what they do, a not-for-profit that is dedicated to lower taxes, less waste, and accountable government. And certainly when he was in that position, we heard from him often, especially during, um, I think it was the Redford um, regime there, uh, you know, just hammering politicians when it came to fiscal accountability. Um, your text still coming in on this this afternoon, um, and you th- thrown it out there, um, um, you know, what do you think about the fact that he was caught renting out his taxpayer subsidized, you're paying for it, uh, subsidized downtown Edmonton condo on Airbnb? So, again, um, MLAs outside of the capital region can claim up to just over $23,000 a year towards accommodations and utilities. In the first three months, and again, this report, by the way, credit where credit is due, um, came out with the Edmonton Journal. And... Um, the legislative documents had revealed that Fildebrandt claimed 7720 in accommodation expenses between January 1st and March 31st. So that's just over almost $2,600, $2,573 a month, which is the max, which is the max. If you break it down, if you break down that number, that 23160 divided by 12, you're going to get that. Um, and yeah, so he had rented out um, this taxpayer-funded downtown condo and he said that he had earned $2,555 over eight months um you know some people say not a huge amount for a lot of other people they like yeah that's that's some good cash um so an average of $319 a month uh, from Airbnb. He says he was allowed to do it. There's no rules that say that he can't do it. But wouldn't you just think that you wouldn't do it? That you would just know that in your role, um, especially um, as the former Alberta director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, that it is the wrong thing to do, if nothing else, that the optics are awful? Come on! Come on! on how just arrogant can you be and say okay well i'll donate back the money well okay it's not donating back the money you should be giving back the money you should be giving back the money and thank you that you are but don't say it's part of a smear campaign you got caught doing something that most of us i would think or like to think would know not to do especially in that role. Your text coming in this afternoon. Lots of them. We do have to get rid of the world honorable in politics, says Mark. In regards to the Fildebrandt scandal, I'm floored that politicians receive $2,500 a month for accommodations. That's more than half my monthly salary. 
Is this how our politicians represent the public? Maybe the bigger issue we should look at is what we pay these politicians and all the additional benefits that they receive. And that's, I think, where this could end up going. A lot of people are saying, okay, we need to take a closer look at this accommodation subsidy um, and, and all of the other things that are on top of it. A lot of other people wondering how many other folks are doing the same thing. Dave says, my gosh, that is just greasy, greasy, greasy. What Daryl, Derek, what Derek did, I think, was exploit a loophole in the rules because I'm pretty sure nobody thought that a government official would turn around and sublease their government-paid residents. No, they're, they're taxpayer-paid residents. I have a concern now that if he's done this, what else has he done that he says are within the rules? This does nothing but slap Albertans in the face and proves conservatives in this province have not changed until they truly change. They should never see government again. I think he should resign and pay back all the money he's received because I cannot believe it's only 2500 The only way we're going to solve improper expenses by government officials is to turn around and cancel all paid government expenses account. If they want to claim expenses, they can do like the rest of us and claim it on their taxes. They would never be able to claim on taxes as they do now. Inexpensive. That doesn't make sense in the end, but that's from Gamer Brian. Paul says, what would he have done with the dollars if he had not been caught? I'm just wondering. He's blocking me on Twitter. He's blocking others on Twitter. Yeah, that's what, yeah he, he does that. Um, I always thought that when a fiscally responsible person found a loophole that could potentially generate unethical cash flow, they'd blow the whistle instead of exploiting it. You're not alone with that one. Someone says, I wonder how many NDP MLAs are doing the same. Greedy twit says this text out of Edson. How do we rid ourselves of orange with crooks like that as the alternative? Sigh. Too many politicians. This is from Keith. Too many politicians run on this mantra. Deny, deny, counter accuse. That's from Keith. And this one says that's why we put so many rules in place because people don't do the basics. Lots of texts coming in this afternoon. And uh, I'm sure that this will be talked about for the next little bit. How about this one? It says, I can't help but think that Albertans are seeing this behavior time and time again from their beloved right-wing politicians. The fact that Villebrand seems clueless about the nature of his transgressions is more disturbing than the transgressions themselves, says this texter. Okay, maybe what he did was wrong and unethical, but everyone's going on like he murdered his caucus. Think about what he did. He's very wrong. And Gordo says, that's why I want to see an independent Alberta party. Them other guys can, you know what, to themselves. Derek, integrity, look it up. Doesn't mean follow the rules. And how about this one? The biggest thing I see is that he's receiving $2,500 a month for the apartment. Does it actually cost that much? Or is it 2000 and he pockets the rest? A lot of questions, a lot of people scratching their heads today. And as we know, um, Greg Clark, the, um, the uh, leader of the Alberta Party, has now asked the Speaker of the Legislature to order an audit of all MLA living expenses. 
Um, he also has the Speaker of the Legislature to demand Philibrand supply all of the documents on his housing costs. As we know, Philibrand says he wasn't breaking any rules and, you know, may not have been breaking any rules because um, he, he actually said, what did he say? Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. He's saying it's the 21st century and it's reasonable for people who are gone half the year to sublet their apartment. Uh, The UCP caucus deputy leader, by the way, Mike Ellis, said the party is, quote, reviewing this matter carefully. And again, I'll just say it again. Even if there wasn't a rule against this, shouldn't you just know that it's not the right thing to do, that it is the wrong thing to do? And once again, as Dwayne Bratt has said, the political scientist out of Mount Royal University, um, especially in his role, his prior role as the former Alberta director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, which is the hawk, the fiscal hawk, the one that was pointing out all transgressions. Wouldn't you just know you don't do this? Keep your text coming at 6.30, 6.30. We're coming up to 2.45 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. I do want to switch things up here. We have a couple of different uh, guests coming in. Uh, just after 3 o'clock, Jack Michaels, your voice of the um, the Edmonton Oilers, is going to join me. I haven't talked to him in, in ages, so just wanted to catch up with uh, him. Um, coming up right after this break, though, Big air show weekend uh, coming up starting, what is it, next weekend? The Edmonton International Air Show is uh, is uh, promising to deliver once again the snowbirds, snowbirds coming back to Edmonton for the first time in 15 years. We are going to talk with uh, Dean Human, who is the man behind the air show, about what, what you can expect, all that and more still to come. 2.48, thanks for joining us on this Thursday afternoon, a shortened edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News because your Edmonton Eskimos taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, in Ottawa tonight. The uh, Dinette and Patio Furniture pregame show gets underway at 4, kickoff at 5.30. Uh, as you know, August in the City of Champions, huge number of events, actually all summer. We know that's why we call the Festival City. But one of the big events coming up, and it's so great that it's back and it's doing well for the past number of years, is the Edmonton Air Show. And uh, Dean Human, the man behind it all, joining me in studio this afternoon. Thanks for popping by. Oh, that's great. Thanks for having me. Now, because um, this is what, the third year? Is it the third year? Yeah, this is the third year. So, and prior to that, it was about a 10-year break, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was uh, 2002 was the last show, and then we picked it up in 2015, so 15, 16, and 17. Awesome. So um, really excited this year because the snowbirds are coming back, and I love the snowbirds, and I think most Canadians love the snowbirds, but it's been, what, 15 years since they've been here? That's correct. They haven't flown a full act here since 2002. So they did they did a couple of flybys and, and some smaller stuff, but they have not mm-hmm. actually done a full 40-minute performance here since 2002, and And not only Canadians love them, but you'd be surprised to know that they are one of the favorite acts in the United States. Far and above, like people say, oh, I saw the Blue Angels and I love the Snowbirds because they're just so different, so close together, and it's such precision. Oh, absolutely. And and if you don't follow uh, the guys and gals from the Snowbirds, do so on Twitter because they put up some unbelievable shots of uh, where they're flying, how close they're flying. It's it's spectacular. Just just search uh, Snowbirds on that and you can get different ones. So how did you talk the Snowbirds into coming back to Edmonton? So this 
this was a plan that we actually hatched three years ago was we wanted to bring the snowbirds back and have a show that was capable of hosting the snowbirds for Canada 150. And we were told that the likelihood of that was pretty slim, given how many uh, mm-hmm. applications they would get and how many uh, already ex- existing shows were there. But we worked hard. Edmontonians turned out. Um, a lot of great volunteers have put a lot of time into this. And when we put in our application after having the CF-18 last year, we got a great response from them and they said, yeah, it's time we came back to Edmonton and they're excited to be coming. Now, the F-18 not going to be here this year. No, no. Okay. Actually, they had to split them up. We could yeah, get the Snowbirds so. and the Skyhawks, but we couldn't get the Snowbirds, the Skyhawks, and the yeah, CF-18 that as well. That would have been awesome. Now, the Skyhawks, though, are fantastic as well. These are our um, military, um, uh, regular serving and reserve members. It's our it's our, our, our parachute demo team. Yeah, absolutely. And they do an amazing act as well. So they will be there. They're kind of opening the show. They're mm-hmm. early on, and the Snowbirds are closing. Uh, we're getting some, some special things as well. We're getting, uh, on Sunday, the Snowbirds have to leave so they're going to fly their show about the middle of the day and then they're going to do an 11 plane flyout with a nice. bypass and nobody ever gets to see that so uh-huh. when they fall in full formation 11 planes nobody ever gets to see that so it'll be quite a photographic moment for sure wonderful wonderful now uh, the skyhawks the last time i saw them was they were jumping into the opening of the juno beach center on norman on, on juno beach it was absolutely uh, spectacular so again if you haven't seen them great um there is a military appreciation night this year as well and it's not just for members of the military no actually this is something we added this year we wanted to bring the air show a little bit into downtown this is a canada 150 celebration and we haven't really you know we've done a lot of celebrating and i think it's important to celebrate our military and so the opportunity to have the snowbirds and the skyhawks here said we should do something downtown and so we went to the south lawn of the ledge on next thursday night at 6 30 we're welcoming the snowbirds to town we're welcoming the skyhawks we want edmund Edmontonians to come down and we want military people to come down and be together and for Edmontonians to appreciate, shake the hands of the military Mm. people and the military families. They give a lot and they need to be appreciated and that's what we want to do. And then Kim Mitchell is going to play for us and uh, entertain everybody. Uh, It's it's a free event. It's going to be fun. It's it's really casual. You know, it's not an all-nighter. It's just a a short 6.30 to 9.30 type of thing and, and we want people to come down and just enjoy it and be together and celebrate together and uh, then we move into the show on the weekend. Okay, fantastic. So will members, will um, some of the, um, the the pilots um, from the Snowbirds be there and, and, and jumpers, some of the Skyhawks? Yeah, the full there? team from the <laughs> Snowbirds and the full team from the Skyhawks will be introduced and then they're going to go out and, and uh, they're going to mingle with some of the members of the military and then the people from Edmonton. And you'll know the, uh, the those guys because they wear the, uh, the red flight suits. Yes, they do. They, re- <laughs> they wear the red flight suits. Lucky devils. Um, now, it wouldn't be an air show if we didn't have you know some of the prop planes some of the the folks that are getting up there doing stunts what's going on on that front this year yeah we have lots of great performers uh, we have Canadian performers and American performers we're bringing some uh, performers who are flying sort of older warbird yeah. airplanes and are doing their acts in that including a vampire jet which was the nice. first single engine jet that was ever created in history for battle and that's going to fly our show this year um, we have the you know amazing kind of you know X Games crazy in the guy in the sky acts uh, through uh, Brent Handy mm-hmm. and Gary Ward um, they're not all recognizable names but they are amazing athletes and the stuff they put themselves through to, to put on a show is truly truly uh, wonderful and then we still have the motorcycle stunt shows and all of the food trucks and all the other stuff so it's a festival day to come out and this year we added part and rides. So through the graciousness Yay. of the city of Edmonton, we are doing
doing park and ride from Lewis Estates and from Calder Yard. So you can take the bus to Lewis Estates and hop on one of our buses and it'll get you out to Villeneuve. Uh, you need your ticket in advance to, to do that. But uh, And the park and ride at Calder Yard. And we also have a park and ride, which are sort of in that last mile yeah. park and ride out in Atchison at SMS Equipment. And uh, we're going to have buses from there as well. So we know the turnout will be great. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure that there was an availability for everybody to get out there. Um, so again, once again, this isn't out at the Edmonton International Airport. It is at Villeneuve Airport. And they've done a, a great job over the past couple of years of, of hosting this and make sure everything runs smoothly. Are you still looking at all for any exhibitors or volunteers, anything like that? There still is some room for volunteers. We had to close off our exhibitors. We have so many exhibitors. <laughs> we closed it off uh, yesterday. Uh, but we are looking for volunteers. If there's still people out there who want to volunteer, uh, we haven't closed off our premium tickets yet, but we will on Monday. Mm-hmm. So if you want that sort of premium experience, we want to do that. Um, and then it's always important to get your tickets early. We can get you in so much faster and you get to enjoy all the statics. We're bringing in, uh, the Canadian military is bringing in uh, four planes for us and we're bringing in helicopters. It's also the 75th anniversary of EPS and we're bringing yes. in, we're very hopeful to be able to show off the brand new Air one. Okay, what uh, what helicopters are you bringing in? Uh, we have a Griffin. <laughs> uh, we're about 90% sure we got a Griffin. We were going to have a PPCLI again, but yep. they have been called to fight fires yeah. in uh, BC, and we yeah. certainly respect that and wish them a yeah. safe trip out there to do their work. So we won't have the PPCLI this year, but uh, as I said, we wish them the best and, and a safe a safe journey out yeah. there to do what they need to do. Uh, but everyone else is locked and loaded, and, and we're locked and loaded, and we're super excited. I mean, you, you plan for this for three years. You know it's a long shot, but we were able to deliver on what we said we were going to do. Have you started planning for next year? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've talked to some people. We've okay. had, we were, I mean, this, as the show continues to build, now we're getting calls. Hey, I want to nice. come to Edmonton. I would like to display or I'd like to fly. We've had some world aerobatic champions say, we've heard that you're a show that we should be at. You know, can we start talking in Great September, job. October? So uh, we're definitely looking at 2018. Uh, I got to get through 2017 <laughs> first. It's a, it's a big deal. And we're, so, as I said, we're so excited to have them here and so honored. I know we're almost out of time here, but I'm just uh, curious to know, because I know last year um, some of the money raised or some of the donations went to the MFRC, the Military Family Resource Centre. Actually, this year, not only is it, it's a dollar for every ticket that goes in there. So if we pack the house at 30000 that's $30,000. If we put in thirty five, then it's $35,000. That's amazing. So that's a dollar for every ticket, and they're going to have a booth out there, and we've donated all of our merchandise from the last couple of years, and it's uh, they're going to sell it all off, and all that money goes to the Military Family Resource Centre. We we believe in them. We know what they do is so amazing and so important. Um, they deserve our support. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> from from the patron of the Military Family Resource Centre, thank you very much for doing that uh, as well. Um, final um, ticket prices and uh, where uh, more information. So they start at $27 uh, for general admission tickets for the day. Uh, you can even bring in your own cooler with sandwiches okay. and stuff. So we're trying to keep an economical piece to this as well. And they go all the way up to 175 for the premium, Ooh. sit at the front, full buffet, nice bar, all that stuff. Um, and so we want people to get on the website, www.edmontonairshow.com. Get your tickets now, and, and we will uh, we will look forward to hosting you. Rain or shine, it's going. We're going. All right, Dean, thank you so much. Best Thanks of you, luck. Dylan. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.